Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to the Thinking Crypto Podcast, your home for cryptocurrency news and interviews. If you're new here, please hit that subscribe button as well as the thumbs up button and leave a comment below. If you're listening on a podcast platform such as Apple, Spotify, or Google, please leave a five-star rating. This content is brought to you by Uphold, which makes crypto investing easy. Uphold is a great platform that I've been using since 2017. They're one of my go-to exchanges for liquidity. You can buy, sell, trade, and earn cryptocurrencies on Uphold. They have 10 plus million users, 200 plus cryptocurrencies, and they're available in 150 countries. And as with all exchanges, guys, you can buy and sell on them. You can use their features but always self-custody your crypto, especially in the current economic climate that we find ourselves in. I highly recommend that if you buy crypto and uphold, you move it to a self-hosted digital wallet where you control the private keys or a hardware wallet as well. So just a quick note there, I use uphold, I trust them, but I always move my crypto to a hardware wallet. That's my way of securing my crypto and being able to sleep at night. So my long-term bags are in a hardware wallet. I just want to make sure that's clear, especially once again, in the current crypto climate we're in. So if you'd like to learn more about Uphold, please visit the link in the description. All right, my friends, the big news of the day, and this is massive, JP Morgan officially registered a cryptocurrency wallet trademark. My friends, Jamie Dimon is playing one of the greatest smoke and mirrors moves in the history of investing. This man continues to go on TV in his interviews and so forth and says Bitcoin and crypto is a scam while his bank continues to invest and build with the technology. But, you know, it's the age old game, right? Those who are not well educated about the industry and about the asset class and the technology, those who don't take the time to do their research, they follow the herd, they fall in the dumb money crowd. But this is why I created this podcast to help bring the facts and the education so that folks can be able to, you know, uh, capitalize on this opportunity and come out of that dumb money crowd and become part of the smart money crowd where you buy the lows, you buy the blood on the streets, you buy the fear and you sell the euphoria, you sell the top. And this applies not only with crypto, but with stocks. So let's go through the details here. American banking giant. JP Morgan continues to advance in the cryptocurrency sector, with the lender showing its intent in exploring different products through trademark filings. In this line, the institution has registered a trademark with the United States Patent and Trademark Office, 
called, uh, well, for the JP Morgan wallet, seeking to offer a crypto wallet for digital currency exchange and transfer. The trademark was granted by the USPTO on November 15th. The development was confirmed by non-fungible tokens and metaverse licensed trademark attorney Michael Condutis, I'm saying that right, in a tweet on November 21st. It is worth noting that the bank has in the past continued to explore blockchain technology and how to incorporate it into their services. Recently, the lender, alongside two other banks, planned to participate in a project with the Monetary Authority of Singapore seeking to pilot use cases of digital assets and decentralized finance. At the same time, JP Morgan has increasingly focused on monitoring developments in the metaverse space as the bank seeks to upgrade and modernize its business operation. Part of the development has seen the bank acquire California payment startup firm Renovate or Renovite Technologies aiming to hasten the delivery of its cloud payment offerings. Overall, the number of traditional financial firms warming up to the crypto space has increased in recent months despite the prevailing bear market. And we've covered it on this channel, my friends. We've talked about BlackRock, BNY Mellon, Google, MasterCard, uh, NASDAQ, and many more jumping into the crypto market. And JP Morgan is on that list now. And look, they've been on the list for a while because, once again, despite what Jamie Dimon has been hooting, hollering, and talking about on TV, and let me show you the headlines here for those of you who don't know. Here's one from just September 2022. J.B. Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon slammed crypto as dangerous and called Bitcoin a Ponzi scheme. Let's look at one from December 2019. Jamie Dimon's infamous 2017 Bitcoin takedown still serves as a warning as the decade winds down. This goes back to 2017, where he was calling it a scam. Don't talk to me about it. I don't care about Bitcoin. You're going to lose your money. That's what he was saying all along for years. Now, let's look at the headlines of what JP Morgan, his company, has been doing. Here's one from August 5th, 2021. JP Morgan pitching Bitcoin fund to wealthy clients. And uh, this was confirmed. Also, JP Morgan executes its first DeFi trade using public blockchain banking giant uses Polygon, and that's, uh, of course, the native token is Matic, and modified Aave for live trade. Firm explores decentralized finance for real-world assets. Here's another one. Consensus lawsuit, and this uh, consensus is, of course, the company building Ethereum, right? Uh, the lawsuit reveals JP Morgan owns critical Ethereum infrastructure. So JP Morgan has been backing consensus for years as they've been developing Ethereum. I believe they have a... Uh, it says here a 10% stake, and it's like uh, they've offered loans and so forth. So they were backing consensus. Also, consensus acquired JP Morgan's Quorum to advance enterprise blockchain adoption. Quorum is, of course, a private version of the Ethereum blockchain. So it's based on Ethereum. And remember, guys, while Jamie Dimon was calling Bitcoin a scam in 2017, what was the bank building? JPM coin. See? The smoke and mirrors game that Jamie Dimon is in playing is epic. It's it's next level. And I hope some of you recognize what's happening. Your eyes are opening to how this game is played. He's telling the public, the masses, he's putting out a narrative saying, this is all garbage. Don't talk to me about it. I don't care about it. Yet his bank is taking their people, their resources, their capital and investing and building.
right? And just look at the recent trademark uh, application. So of course, they're going to all have a cryptocurrency wallet. They're going to give it to their uh, customers. It's probably going to be integrated into the existing banking app, or it could be a separate thing. And you're going to be able to buy and sell uh, and custody your crypto through them. That is what they're looking to do. They, they don't want Binance and Coinbase making money uh, on cryptocurrencies. They want to make that money. And that money is leaving their pockets. They don't like that. And this is why I've often said Gary Genser, who is a Goldman Sachs guy, a Wall Street guy, he's slowing crypto down as much as possible so that these incumbents like JP Morgan and Goldman Sachs and Citi and so forth can catch up. And uh, that's been validated by some high... high uh, profile folks in the crypto industry and traditional financial world. I've interviewed many of these folks. You guys have seen my interview. I ask them these questions sometimes off, off, off um, the record. And they say, yeah, that is exactly what's happening. And, and it's, you know, the part of the, the way to do that is, is these big banks, they lobby, they pay a lot of money in campaign donations and so forth. So that's how the game is played. Now uh, this, so as you can see here, we got the facts, right? They've been investing and building for years while Jamie Dimon calls it crap. But look at what they're doing, my friends, right? It's it's like FTX is collapsing while JP Morgan is getting approved on their trademark and patents for cryptocurrency wallets. Uh, amazing. Amazing what is happening here. And uh, I am glad I'm on the right side here in recognizing what is happening because there's a lot of people going about their day. They don't care. They haven't taken the time to research it. They just read headlines. They're not uh, digging deeper into not what people are saying, but what are they doing? And they they listen to what Jamie Dimon is saying, but they're not paying attention to what JP Morgan is doing, right? And that's key. Not what they say. What are they doing? Now, let's move ahead, guys. We got news that FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried is going to testify in front of the U.S. Senate in December. Now, funny enough, I interviewed Ron Hammond of the Blockchain Association today, and we were talking about that. Like, there's people who want Sam Bankman-Fried to go to jail, and he should go to jail. The man committed fraud and did all kinds of financial crimes, right? Nothing to necessarily do with crypto. The commingling of funds is not a crypto-specific thing, um, and, and and not to mention the other stuff that's going on, but. Uh, this man needs to go to jail, but we'll see. I, I think the Congress, they, they're probably going to bring him to the States. He'll probably testify. And then I don't know. He's, I, I hope he doesn't get off because that's going to be a very bad look for crypto as well as, well, not necessarily crypto, but the US government and showing that just because maybe he donated a, a tons of money, right, to both Democrats and Republicans, said that he's going to get off. Let's, ho let's hope not. Now, Susan Friedman from uh, Ripple. She's head of policy, uh, public policy. She tweeted out regarding um, a a whole a hearing that is coming up on FTX on December first. Um, it says here the Senate AG committee will hold an FTX hearing December first with testimony from the CFTC chair. So you're going to have a lot of hearings coming up on FTX. Um, Susan said, hoping this serves as the catalyst for substantive. Oh, sub sub substantive, my goodness, movement on the crypto policy front in the 118th Congress. Stronger regulatory frameworks enacted globally could have prevented the FTX situation from occurring in the first place. Now, on that note, um, we have here 
from J.W. Verrett, who I've interviewed maybe about three times. And he's someone who served as an advisor to the SEC. He's a lawyer. He helps fight uh, the SEC and CFTC and represent crypto companies. He did an, kind of an op-ed here in uh, Cointelegraph. And the title is, My Story of Telling the SEC I Told You So on FTX. He said, I asked the SEC to take public comments on issues related to cryptocurrency custodians and intermediary conflicts. The SEC declined to take my advice and FTX fell apart soon after. But we've seen Gary Genser met with Sam Bankman-Fried in the FTX. He's allowed FTX to collapse. He's allowed Celsius, um, Luna, Voyager, 3AC, and so forth. But you know his his claim to victory that and that he's doing a good job. He caught Kim Kardashian, yeah, with her tweet. Yeah, thanks, thanks for uh, saving the crypto industry and the market there, uh, Gary. Great, great job. But I think we all see through that nonsense, right? And that once again, he's trying to slow it down. He'll let the bad actors keep getting away with their nonsense, and he'll go after the kids, you know, stealing the cookies from the cookie jar while the the, the bank robbers empty the vault. Right. Uh, that That's what's been going on. Now, Stuart Alderati um, of Ripple, general counsel at Ripple, he tweeted out, to be clear, the SEC hasn't labeled XRP a security, nor does it have the power to do so. One judge put it this way. The SEC can only ask the question and the court ultimately answers. This is regarding a article from um, the New York Times that's uh, titled Inside a Crypto Nemesis Campaign to Reign in the Industry. And of course, it features Gary Genser. And it says here, fresh off the, the Sam Begman-Fried puff piece, the New York Times goes easy on Gary Genser. So we're seeing some big time mainstream media buyout here where they're putting out puff pieces to cover up for Sam Begman-Fried and Gary Genser. It's, it's just blatant at this point. They're hiding the fraud and saying, oh, Sam Begman-Fried, you know, uh, this crypto billionaire, now this collapse will will uh, not allow him to save the world and donate to charities anymore. Really? That's that's what you're running with? This man was stealing money, uh, taking personal loans of users' funds, commingling funds, doing all types of scam nonsense. And you're saying that his mission to save the world and stop pandemics and all that, that's the important thing here? Such garbage, uh, unbelievable. But this is why, this is why new media, decentralized media, uh, and, and the rise of social media is going to help take down these mainstream media cor uh, corrupted folks who are just bought out. Right? They no longer uh, do true journalism and stick to the facts. It's it's about who who can pay for access. And I'm sure I don't know if it's Sam or or whoever else you know that's connected to him is paying these folks a lot of money for these pieces. Unbelievable. Now, here is an interesting take, guys, from the Bank of England regarding FTX and what they're saying. Bank of England deputy governor says the UK may need digital pound. And he's discussed, uh, it says here, the deputy governor discussed if the collapse of the crypto firm FTX should influence the bank's decision to issue a digital pound. Hmm. Looks like they're going to, start you know forming the narrative hey you know part of regulating this crypto asset class and technology you know it'd be really great if we introduce our central bank digital currencies 
This way we can monitor where the money's going and uh, you know, if it's going to exchanges and if it's moving to certain wallets, see where this is heading, my friends. And once again, I'm not saying that there's something we can do to stop these central bank digital currencies from coming. I'm not a necessarily a fan of them, but I am realistic that <laughs> what are we gonna how are we gonna stop this, right? Um, but we can at least here, at least in the United States, fight for the right to privacy to align the digital dollar to the US Constitution. So We'll see, but you can see what's what's happening here. There's a narrative forming, right? And they're going to use FTX as a catalyst to push through their agenda. Now, we've been talking about Grayscale and Genesis Trading. Genesis Trading and Grayscale are both owned by the Digital Currency Group. One of the things we were discussing just in yesterday's show was that if Genesis Trading was, was to collapse, it could you know, serve as a contagion within the Digital Currency Group of companies and their entities that they own. Well, Really good news, and I want to make sure I share this because, as always, I'm not trying to spread FUD. I'm trying to spread facts. And when the facts change and we get more information, we update accordingly. So Bernstein Buzz, Stanford, excuse me, Sanford Bernstein Research says, if Genesis Trading has to file for bankruptcy, creditors have no claim on the assets of Grayscale's GBTC as it is ring-fenced from failures within the parent company, DCG. That is great news because, my gosh, I, I was actually concerned about this, guys, because they own a lot of Bitcoin. And in fact, Coinbase Custody has revealed the amount held in each Grayscale product as of September 30th, no cold uh, wallet addresses were shared. So the total Bitcoin is, of course, 635,235 um, Bitcoin. And uh, they also revealed how much Ethereum they have in their ETH trust and uh, Ethereum Classic, Zcash, so on and so forth. So great transparency here. But as they highlighted here on uh, by BlockWorks, we don't actually have the wallet addresses. But I have to say, I do trust Coinbase, you know, being a public company. Uh, being in the United States regulated to a certain degree, right? It's not like FTX, which is, was in the Bahamas. Coinbase has to report to the SEC. And they had to do all these things before they went and filed their IPO. So uh, I, I trust Coinbase. Uh, you know, BlackRock has partnered with them and so forth. So I'm going to take Coinbase's word for it. And, you know, this is good to see that they have these uh, the, this amount of crypto they're holding for Grayscale. And it's been confirmed that if Genesis Trading was to file for bankruptcy, the creditors and the other folks can't go after Grayscale's GBTC. So they won't be forced to liquidate all that Bitcoin. My God, imagine over 600,000 Bitcoin being liquidated on the market. Whew, that would be bad. But uh, I'm going to breathe a sigh of relief here. Whew. Thank goodness, right? Um, and I don't care if you love or hate Grayscale. We don't want anything catastrophic like this to happen. We don't want another Black Swan event. Um, here, Ryan Selkis, you know, he kind of echoed kind of the sentiments I'm sharing here. He said, he's the founder of Masari. He said, I'm rooting hard for a digital currency group because I'm rooting for the hundreds of thousands of investors who would be hurt if Genesis, Grayscale, DCG don't execute a successful restructuring we're all in the same boat right now. Guys, absolutely. We're, we're at a point because crypto is so still young, right? That if you have these major collapses, it's going to hurt. It's, it's going to hurt us. It's going to put us back um, 
you know, set us back years. And and that's not good. We want this thing to progress, this technology, um, this world-changing technology here. But we got to weed out all the garbage. You got to get all the bad practices out, right? We need the regulations in place. Finally, speaking of bankruptcy, Celsius, they tweeted out the following uh, just yesterday. This week, the bankruptcy court approved our motion to set the bar date, which is the deadline for all customers to file a claim. The bar date has been set for January 3rd, 2023. Customers should expect to receive a notice regarding the bar date and the next steps in the proofs of claim process from our claims agent. Stretto via email, physical mail for customers with an address on file and through a notification in the Celsius app. As a reminder, customers who agree with Celsius scheduling of their claims as filed in the schedules of assets and liabilities do not need to submit proof of claim and no further action is required of them at this time with respect to such claim. Um, information about our proofs of claim process can be found through the following resources. They provided links. So, you know, if you just pay attention to this, guys, because you may be able to get some of your funds back, right? So uh, you'll want to file your claims and do all that jazz so that you can um, at least try to get some of your funds back. I know some of you listening and watching, you got your funds stuck there and it really sucks. Um, and I hope you guys get everything back. But, uh, you know, this is another failure by the SEC. Why was the SEC not checking in on Celsius? I'm not talking about enforcement actions, like just going and trying to shut them down, but go in and say, hey, let me see your books to make sure everything is in order. If everything's in order, you're good to go. We're not going to bother you, right? We're going to leave you alone. But as we go back to that, that central thesis and theme here, and that is Gary Genser trying to slow down crypto, trying to hurt crypto, not kill it. Hurt it, kill it, hurt it, slow it down so that the incumbents can catch up. And that really sucks that a regulator is doing that. But uh, this is the world we live in. But we know Gary's going to be in very big trouble as these House Republicans are coming after him. Tom Emmer, uh, Representative Heisinga, and others, Patrick McHenry, and so forth. Anyway, guys, that's the news. Please let me know what you think. Leave your thoughts and comments below. Hit the thumbs up button, share this video, and I'll talk to you all later.